1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2 reads, To the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Hello, and welcome back to Think This Way. I am Pastor Bryce, one of the pastor elders here at Faith Bible Church. Today you just have me again, and this will be the last time you just have me this quarter, Lord willing. We have been talking so far, for now, this will be the third week, personal holiness. That is our quarterly focus here at Faith Bible Church, and I've mentioned in the first episode that the way the podcast will be set up this quarter is that we'll have three episodes on what personal holiness is, three episodes on why we pursue personal holiness, and then all the rest of the episodes on how we pursue personal holiness. So this, our third episode, is the last of what personal holiness is. We looked in the first episode at positively what personal holiness is. It is to be set apart from sin, set apart to God. Last week, we looked at what personal holiness is not. And now I want to bring up something I mentioned briefly in the first episode. And it is that while we're focused on personal holiness or practical holiness or progressive sanctification this quarter, there is another kind of holiness that you, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, possess. And it is called positional holiness. Positional holiness simply means that the moment you put your faith in Jesus Christ, God views you as holy in a positional sense. It is your position in Christ. And that positional holiness never changes. It is like the righteousness that is accounted to us. Justification by faith. God counts us righteous with Christ's own righteousness. So we're used to the idea of justification which has to do with righteousness, positional righteousness. But the New Testament also talks about holiness or sanctification not only as something we grow in over time, and that therefore does increase, but also as something that we possess once for all in an unchangeable manner. And that is a lot like righteousness because you, Christian, are fully righteous positionally in Christ. That doesn't change ever. Good day, bad day, it's the same. But you do grow in practical righteousness. You are more righteous in your actual behavior and person now than you were years ago. The same is true of holiness, even though we don't talk about it as much. It's not featured as prominently in the New Testament, but I do want to point it out. You can see it in the passage I began with, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2, Paul is writing to the Corinthians, and if you know anything about them from 1st and 2nd Corinthians in the New Testament, you know that the Corinthian Christians had a lot of problems. They tolerated sin. Paul had to call that out. They were having conflict. They were fighting. Even during the Lord's table, they were doing that poorly. Some of them actually died as discipline from God because of how poorly they were doing communion. So the Corinthians had problems, a lot of problems. If you think our local church or any local church has problems, the Corinthians, they had problems. And yet at the beginning of Paul's letter to the Corinthians, as he prepares himself to address all these issues, he starts by referring to the Corinthians as, quote, those sanctified, that is, made holy, 
in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, which is simply a word for holy people. That's all saints means. Called to be saints. So they are sanctified in Christ Jesus. They are called to be saints. The Corinthians were saints. They were sinful saints. They had a lot of problems. Their church had a lot of problems. But anyone who's truly trusted in Christ is a saint called saints. The New American Standard puts it as saints by calling. They are saints. You, believer, no matter how much holiness you have practically in your life, and hopefully you have a good amount of it, and hopefully through this quarter you'll be encouraged to grow even more in your practical and personal holiness and your progressive sanctification. But apart from all of that, if you've truly trusted in Christ, God views you as holy. Here is Jerry Bridges in the book we've been reading, The Pursuit of Holiness. He says, Scripture speaks of both a holiness which we have in Christ before God, it's positional, and a holiness which we are to strive after, practical or personal. We are through Christ made holy in our standing before God, positional, and called to be holy in our daily lives, practical or personal. So for you, if you sinned, today, before listening to this podcast, the question is, are you still holy? And the answer is, according to the New Testament, because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you are. That's how God views you. Even if you have, in a practical sense, defiled yourself with sin that you need to repent of, turn to God, seek restoration of your relationship with God, still, God regards you as holy. You don't have to earn that holiness back. You are positionally in Christ holy. You are still a saint. If you've blown up on your children, you are still holy in Christ. It is a a great comfort that we have. The reason for this comes down to what we call Christ's priestly work. Hebrews says the most about this priestly work of Christ. You know, in the Old Testament, the priests were responsible for sanctifying the nation as a sort of shadow of what Christ would do for his people later on. But, for example, in Hebrews 10.10, we read, By God's will, we, believers, have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And if you know the book of Hebrews at all, you know that since chapter 4 of the book of Hebrews, over and over the author has been arguing that Christ is a better high priest than the earthly high priests of the Old Testament or of the former system, the Mosaic Covenant. Christ is a better high priest than those earthly priests that were just a shadow of him. He is of the line of Melchizedek, not Levi like they were. He lives forever. He's not temporary. Earthly priests die. Christ lives forever to intercede for us. And Christ doesn't have to offer lots of animal sacrifices like they did in the Old Testament. Just one sacrifice for all time. It tells us in Hebrews 10.10, by that one sacrifice, he has sanctified us once for all. So within Roman Catholicism, there's this idea of Christ repeatedly being offered through Mass, that's unnecessary. It's not only not found in Scripture, but it's unnecessary. 
in any sense, because by one sacrifice, Christ has sanctified us. We are positionally, all of us believers, made holy, made saints, sanctified, fully in our position. It can't be increased. It can't be decreased. We can behave in a more holy manner, and that's our goal. But I want to make it very clear that as we strive for holiness, part of our motivation is that we are already holy. This is why if you read a book like Kevin D. Young's very good book, The Whole in Our Holiness, he has a chapter in there called, I believe it's called, Be What You Already Are, or something like that. Be yourself. Be what you already are. Not in a new agey sense, but in the sense that you are already holy. Therefore, all of your practical holiness is just becoming what you are in position. We sing this in worship here at Faith Bible Church when we sing the song by Aaron Keyes, Not What My Hands. Here's part of that song. These guilty hands are raised. Filthy rags are all I bring. And I have come to hide beneath your wings. And then we sing... So we said these guilty hands are raised, and then immediately afterward we sing, these holy hands are raised, washed in the fountain of your grace, and now I wear your righteousness. So we come to worship with guilty hands because on a practical level, we still sin. But we can sing in the very same stanza that we are raising also holy hands because no matter what we are struggling with practically, Our position in Christ is secure. He is our priest. He has atoned for us once for all. We are holy. I hope that that is how you think of yourself, as a saint, as holy, no matter what you're struggling with. And therefore, your pursuit of personal holiness is not so that you can eventually achieve holiness in the sight of God and be good enough for him. You are already good enough for him in Christ. And now you just become what you already are. Possibly in the past, you thought of progressive sanctification as trying to become good enough for God. Maybe you've had sins that you've struggled with that feel so defiling. You're trying to rub those sins away by being holy enough in your practice. Or maybe, again, on the other hand, you've just not thought much about Christ's work as a priest. It hasn't meant much to you. You've been thinking about other things. Whatever the case may have been in the past, may God help us all now by his grace to think this way. 